What's up, everyone? It's Jada Hope. You're listening to Mad Love. Woo, what a week. This has been one of the busiest weeks I've had in a long time. I mean, I feel like I'm busy nonstop, but um, uh, work was just like boom, boom, boom. Nonstop. Every time you turn around, it was like pressure. So I'm personally really, really tired. So Friday is a welcome relief for me because, you know, I get to be busy, but not at work <laughs> all weekend. <laughs> Uh, at the begin, at the what I really need is just a vacation. When it's all said and done, I mean I've kind of kept this pace pretty solidly for the last two years, without any real breaks. A um, couple of mental health days, but you know it's time to plan a vacation and lean into it. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but it is on my radar as something to do because I physically feel like I can't keep this pace. Um, and I haven't felt that way in a long time. So it's just time to, and I haven't had a real vacation because I was working for myself, uh, before this. So, I mean, it's been years. I think the last, what I would call vacation was probably five or six years ago. That's not right. That's not good. So anyway, uh, as you guys know, I'm a big advocate of, you know, people having the lives that they want. And then when we get behind the curtain, we realize that a lot of people don't have the lives they want because they don't know what they want or they don't believe they can get what they want, which usually means on some level they don't believe they deserve it. And then, you know, we get deeper down the rabbit hole and we realize people uh, got the impression somewhere that they weren't smart enough or that they uh, don't deserve it, or they, um, there's something about them that will keep them from having the great life they want, whether it's because they're black or a woman or Jewish or whatever. Um, these are the things that you get, uh, I call them infections from your family. You know, I certainly got the impression, uh, without even somebody sitting in my face and saying it directly. And I'm not sure this did or did not happen. I mean, I was a little kid, but I did leave my childhood with the impression that being black meant I wasn't going to get what I wanted. Um, Being a woman was probably going to make it harder um, because the world was designed for boys and men. And those were like subtle things, but those were the impressions I was left with. Cause for years I was like, dude, I just need to be a boy. Like I can't imagine what my life would have been like in my particular family. Had I been a boy, it would have been a lot more yeses and a lot fewer no's. Um, you know, and it's just, it's incredible to look back and be like, Oh my God. Um, and do the analysis. Uh, but that's, you know, most of what makes you feel the way you feel goes back to your environment. Um, They say your family is almost like a lottery ticket. Like if you, and not only in terms of money, but like say you're born to people who uh, encourage you and support you and you happen to be a prodigy of some sort. I mean, bonus, you win. You got parents who get that. But think about the kid that's a math genius, but is in a community where people don't value school or parents that that don't get along well enough to even think about, you know, what it would mean to be able to support this child emotionally and financially as they journey into the world of academia. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's that's not winning the lottery. You know, look at I bet there are tons of talented, smart kids who can't show how smart they are because they don't want to get their ass kicked every day. I mean, I kind of struggled with that when I was growing up. The neighborhood I live in, when I was growing up, it was, uh, uh, you know, it was starting to become what it is now. You know, the beginnings of that were there. And half the kids went to public school. And the other half went to the Catholic school. And we would have to meet in the middle many times to get to our respective homes. And, you know, all of a sudden, all that good English I learned all day, I had to just pretend like I didn't really know it. I had to drop the the G's and, um, you know, just start talking like they talked. Because we were walking, we were already walking home with book bags full of books and they had folders or nothing. So it was like, I already am at a disadvantage because I got the sack of books on my back. So it's going to be hard to run and you can't leave your books. They got your name in it. And <laughs> you know what I mean, like if they sabotage your book bag. That's not good. So, you know, it was just always a stressor. Like, don't be that smart. So I can't imagine, you know, what it's like growing up in a community where nobody cares about school and you're a smart kid. Like, that's tough. So they say your family's like a lottery pick, you know. The higher in the lottery you go, and, and that's not always a guarantee. Like, I've, I've known some wealthy kids who uh, whose parents were still negligent. You know, everybody, everybody who has kids or wants kids isn't necessarily going to be a good parent. I don't think that's any earth-shattering news. Um, narcissists have kids all the time. And that doesn't mean they're good parents. Um, but yeah, it does It does help, though, if you can get into a family that not only has financial means, but also supports you and they're interested in what you're doing, you know. Um, and everybody doesn't get that. So that's part of how we got to these places where, you know, people are basically just grownups with these wounds from the 50s, 60s, and 70s that they haven't figured out how to heal. Um, You know, but you have to, because if you're mad about some shit that happened to you in the 60s, uh, dude, that's a long time ago. You need to get over it. Uh, Because that means you haven't grown since that point. That's an area where you're emotionally stuck at that point. And that is no place to live your life from. You know, you can't live your life from there, really. You're not living. You're stuck. So I think these are the things we need to learn in school. I think psychology and counseling should be required uh, for people in, in at young ages uh, just to kind of help stop the negative stuff from kind of overtaking people's brains, you know, especially now because uh, you can't even guarantee that people are getting enough food to eat you know, to even, or, or have a, an environment where they can learn when they're not in school. You know what I mean? I think by the time you're in sixth grade, it really shows up like, oh, this person's family is chaos. No wonder they don't have good grades. You know, sometimes people aren't even really getting food until they get to school, you know? So yeah, deeper than I was planning on getting on a Friday, but Basically, what I'm saying is there are reasons why everyone is the way they are. Boy, girl, old, young. There's a story behind everybody's behavior. And, uh, 
you know, I think it it is important to realize that if we really want to change our society, instead of throwing up all these buzzwords and hashtag worthy uh, uh, sentiments, why don't we really get down to what the real problems are and really try to help people? Because when you say you want to change the system, you're really just trying to change people. And no system ever gets changed until there are people who are fundamentally changed within that system, whatever it is. You know, so having these conversations at things hasn't worked. We've had a war on drugs for 40 years and there are more drug addicts than ever because people like to get high. People who like drugs will always use drugs. People who like drugs sometimes get chemically addicted, most times get chemically addicted to the drug, physically addicted to the drug. And to have a conversation about, you know, we're having a war on that is silly. We haven't won the war. We've been fighting it, maybe. But uh, I don't even think we fought fought it in any effective way. The the poor people on the corner don't... The the dope boy that deals the drugs out of his uh, house and makes, you know, little to no money, but is surviving in the hood, he can't fly the drugs in. Somebody's flying the drugs in. We all know this. So it's like whoever is highest on the food chain is probably who you need to get to stop the war on drugs. And now states are finally realizing, man, we have no new way to generate revenue. Okay, let's legalize marijuana. We can tax it. You know what I mean? (laughs) You got to pay attention. Life in this country is very, very interesting. Um, I think life around the world is probably interesting too, but it's like all of a sudden... People are looking at Colorado like, oh, y'all got an extra $2 billion to fix your streets and roads and schools and all the stuff. Um, not streets and roads, but you know what I mean? Streets and bridges and uh, your your schools. You can, you know, and Colorado had pretty good, at least Denver anyway, had pretty good schools, public schools anyway. So now you got all this extra loot, you know. It's funny. So now all the states are rushing to do it. But then, of course, a state like Missouri is going to get it wrong. There's already some hangups, some issues with our legal marijuana, whatevs. But um, Missouri, man, it is an interesting state. St. Louis is an interesting place to live. And if you really live objectively here and like just look at what's going on, Either you'll start laughing or you'll start crying because it just feels like nobody really knows what to do. They talk like they know what to do, but they really don't. Otherwise, St. Louis wouldn't be in the issue, wouldn't be in the state that it's in with the crime, you know, Uh, because that's another situation where we're talking at it and throwing hashtags and phrases at it. But nobody really wants to attack the, the real problem, which is. You know, I think education is a big piece of it. Some of these schools are, you wouldn't even think they're still open and they've got kids going in there, but what are they learning? You know, then they graduate high school if they stick with it. What are they learning? What are they going to do? What are they trained to do? The curriculum was terrible. I don't know. And then if you have a good education, you go off to college and you probably stay out. You probably don't ever come back. St. Louis is St. Louis isn't sophisticated. It's a fun place to live, and there are really, 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 really good people here. Um, like really salt of the earth people, and some of the funniest people I've ever met are in St. Louis. But 
when it comes to being a leader and and making good progress of things and really being at the forefront of change, nah. St. Louis is just like a big, nah, no thanks. We're going to do it our way. And, uh, well, (laughs) have a good weekend. Thank you.